0: And welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey.
1: I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey?
0: I'm incredibly excited because we are back with another guest episode this week. We have the honor of bringing on someone who shares a wonderful skill in 3D printing crafts, as well as diving deep into all the MCU goodness. We are delighted to welcome to the show, Leech. Welcome, Leech. Hi, thanks for
2: having me. You're welcome. Thank you for showing up. I'm super excited. I'm not even going to lie. This is being able to geek out. Oh, I'll be all ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: I mean, because I was talking about this earlier with Jude. One of the reasons why I was so thrilled to have you on is specifically this episode is going to be about fan theories within the MCU. And there was a brief time in our Discord messages for like two weeks. I think we were just going back and forth about a particular theory with Nick Fury because you were doing an MCU rewatch and throughout the day I would just get updates of the different points of which Nick Fury was in there and it was so delightful to geek out about it with you
2: I remember it was like confirmed he wasn't this here he wasn't that there you know <laughs> on this you know this point in this movie and like 4 hours later okay in this movie he wasn't either just the whole time giving you live updates
1: so mm-hmm. and and I, I'm sure we'll get into it but I'm I'm guessing he, we, you have a, a place where he's dead at some point, yes? Yes. Like, you, okay, that's what I thought, okay.
2: I mean, we could definitely expand on that, but there's definitely a point where I'm like, he is either dead and replaced here, he's dead and cloned here, he's maybe almost dead and then sent off to space and then replaced at that point. <laughs> there's just, there's so much to go off of. Yeah,
1: well, I think, well, again, we're about to get into it, but yeah, I think that's oh, one yeah. of the things that's so much fun about the MCU.
0: But yeah, you know, uh, our paths cross because you and I are, well, we met through streaming and specifically uh, you were doing 3D printing streams. And uh, that was one of the things that I really enjoyed was hanging out because not only is it a cool skill that you have as well, but you brought a lot of that pop culture fandom into the things that you were making. And I was wondering if you could just give us a little update on how you got into the 3D printing side of your creative endeavors.
2: Sure. Um, I actually had no interest at all in 3D printing. Other than, this is neat. This is neat watching, you know, a time lapse video on YouTube. Cool. Or saw something on Reddit. Thumbs up. But my husband just kind of told me one day, by the way, I bought a 3D printer and it's coming and it will be here in a couple days. Just that was the first time I heard about it. I was like, oh, Oh, really? So it showed up at the house and I, you know, had resentment for it. And all of a sudden I got really into it um i saw the stuff he was making and i'm just like oh you you can just make things with this this isn't just you know doing random shapes and patterns and odds and ends like we can really start making things and then i kept asking show me how to do it show me how to do it finally we sat down and we started printing things together and i was just i was into it like i can go to the store and buy a pop figure or i can just make one see
1: that's appealing to me because i collect pops
2: (laughs) And so, and then just like we just decided after Trace sent a picture of a Halloween costume of Mando and the child. I'm just like, we can just you just wanna make Mando armor? You wanna work on that? Okay, like we can do that. So that has just opened this whole world. Like, why didn't I think of that earlier? So I think I've print more things than he has at this point, at least fun <laughs> things. Um and I just started getting really into it. Yeah, it was it was just a rant. I never thought I'd be into it as much as I am, but it's been great for the nerd in me, for sure.
1: Yeah. What's the most elaborate thing you've you y'all have printed?
2: Oh the most elaborate thing. Hmm I'm trying to think. There's been some smaller pieces. I think it's gotta be my sword. Um I printed the master sword, like a life size sized master sword. Wow. That's and so cool. I did that a lot of work on that on stream and it's actually still sitting here unfinished. Like I have not touched it because I want to finish it on stream, mm-hmm. but the s- slicing the parts and making sure not only like the print went well, but you know, the after of sanding it down and pasting it together and getting rid of seams like that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. So that part of it too is, is been an adventure in itself but it's my for sure most elaborate piece i will say i did do a conan bust like schwarzenegger Uh (laughs) Um, and it's not huge but that thing was i think like a 18 hour print 19 hour print oh wow and the chances of it failing when it gets to the top aren't super high but it still can happen and just you, you just have all your hopes to set on this like come on that's awesome. it's awesome oh, it's got 20 minutes left oh my god and it could just go and booger everywhere but uh <laughs> that one was great because I set the settings so that it'd be super fine and that one was that was stressful <laughs> at least with the sword I was like ah this part throw it to the side for a new one but yeah a bust it's probably the most detailed outside the okay, sword okay
1: yeah, not the dark saber. No,
2: (laughs) I want to see I've actually been really ill most of this year, but Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot better now. And so I haven't been even downstairs. I'm like downstairs right now. Hey, but uh, I haven't really been on the printer at all. Okay, but I've been saving all these files I see because you know, people are out there making these files like, Oh, hey, DarkSaber's out. I know I made a huge replica of it, bam, put it on the internet for people to use. So I try to grab those as I can. And so I have Mm -hmm. this huge library set up of things That I'd love to make. I'd love to make an Iron Man suit. I'd love to make a Stormtrooper (laughs) suit. Now I want to make a Clone Wars, like a Clone Trooper suit. Um, Well, I just thought a Star Lord's helmet. Okay. Oh, you can do all kinds. Yeah. And then Captain America's shield. Mm hmm. -hmm. Uh, Yeah. As long as you you know know how to use the program, you can honestly make anything because there's super (laughs) glue. Wow. So, yeah, it's there's a huge list of things I want to make, and I'm excited to get back into it.
0: So, One more thing, you you mentioned a little bit of the aspect of the streaming, Uh, you know, you've put it out on your your Twitter that you're on a bit of a hiatus uh, because uh, local hospital networks have tapped you to help create masks with your 3D printing. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that as well, because that is an incredibly fascinating story.
2: Yeah, sure. The um, local university put an outreach out to um, anyone that had a 3D printer because they knew that there was people in the community that did. I live in a very small town. And so they put this outreach out there to, you know, assist with the production of a, what were the parameters? It had to be quick print. It had to be um, multi-use and also easily sanitized, easily sanitized, sanitizable. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the parameters. And so... Although I wasn't incredibly involved in it other than some feedback, um, my husband was able to help and assist with the design to come up to help mass produce. And so he ended up taking over our printer um, and we were churning out these um, face shield frames. I think we ended up with like 50 or something until they figured out what they ended up with. But it was constant printing, constant editing, so many phone calls and that's just something I never thought would even be a thing like oh we're gonna stand up and help the community in the hospital like quick with the power of 3d printing but uh (laughs) it was a quick turnaround but it was it was pretty pretty intense pretty intense times especially early on with what's going on it was uh it was cool but also horrible (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was it was cool getting the tap on the shoulder for that
0: that's really cool yeah that's really really admirable so, of course, like we said, uh, one of the things we wanted to bring you on is to geek out about things related to the MCU. So before we jump into that, if you could give us just a rundown of your connection to the MCU and how you got into that fandom as well.
2: For sure. Um, so I actually grew up very DC because I can feel the booing. I can... <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: I have, I have ki- My parents had pictures somewhere of me as Batman- for Christmas and Robin was my favorite superhero growing up uh-huh. so it's okay
2: okay so so you get it I, so, I, I get it so I grew up like really sheltered in the whole like you know Harry Potter's the devil you know anything magic's just a big nope so like superheroes were like just no straight up but then I was able to kind of find like Wonder Woman because there's like the show and stuff and you know Superman how does TV show and whatnot and so. I got exposed to that, and that's how I was introduced to superheroes in general. And it's like these are cool, these are interesting, and I was a little interested in it. And got more into Wonder Woman because I'm like, girl power, that's awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm.
2: is cool, and I also kind of like the mythology part of you know Wonder Woman and whatnot. And then Iron Man came out, and I was like, what's this? This is <laughs> <Yeah>. cool because <laughs> I was at this, that point I was like a junior in high school, and I'm so sorry that totally. Dated me right there, but it's true. Uh, Um, so like that sense of freedom, like you're you know, you're driving, you're doing stuff, like I'm going to movies by myself. Like, okay, hey, Iron Man, like I see you. Like, what what's this? This is interesting. Too bad it's like probably the only one that's ever gonna be out there. Like, (laughs) because we had no idea it was gonna be what it was gonna be. And then the next movie came out, and it's just like, oh, 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 this is like a whole thing. Like, this is cool. This is like a real person. Although like a genius and millionaire, but like, this is, this isn't Batman, like not Batman who just like hemorrhages money, you know, it's DC, <laughs> but like, this is like a real dude in like real life situations. And we're talking like terrorists and stuff like this is, this is a whole new world. And so I got really into it, but you know, life happens and you get kind of like, you're doing things. You're not able to follow as much as you'd like. And then uh, I actually started a job a few years ago where um, it's actually, have been there a while now where my boss is super into it. You're talking about this, you'd never know from the outside, look it in, that this person was diehard Marvel. And it weirdly flipped this switch in my brain that was like, you can be an adult and like things too. <laughs> it's okay. You can wear a suit to work and then have like Thanos socks on under your suit. You know, like stuff like that. Like it just flipped this. Told you about liberty. that in
0: private. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, it just it made it okay to like to like it. I don't know why that was like this barrier mm-hmm. I had, mm-hmm. but then I started diving into it and getting yeah. really into it and finding the movies and unfortunately I'd like missed some that had come on theaters already. And mm-hmm. I think at that point this then the like the Marvel movies were really on any streaming service, especially not all at once at that point. Yeah. But uh yeah, I definitely started getting into it and started really rooting for the movies coming out and avoiding spoilers where I can and this and that. And I just fell in love with it. Well
1: you know what, it's interesting you put it that way, because in my classroom, I've always had, like, figurines, you know, I mean, toys, right, yeah. like, collectibles and stuff, <laughs> and I had a junior one time, he might have been a senior, because I had him both as a junior and senior, but he's like, I gotta ask you, and this isn't, I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, you know, you, you haven't seemed to grown out of toys. <laughs> oh, no! And I'm like, well, first... They're not toys. They're
2: collectibles. <laughs> you hold your finger up first off. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and, and then I kind of follow that up with, it's like, I'm an adult and I'm going to do, I enjoy these things. Like, I don't, I was I, like, I've learned as an adult not to care and I'm to brace the things that I like, you know? Uh, so I totally get that idea of like, oh, I can't do both. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right because like when you when you're young you're like well i'm gonna stay up whatever i want when i'm a big kid and i'm an mm-hmm. adult and i'm gonna eat pizza for every meal and like that's it like that's your bar it's not <laughs> it like is. oh i can have a unique identity when i'm an adult and on my own like that's not what you're thinking of when you're like 12 and you hate everything
1: no it's, it's so, i'm gonna have ice cream for breakfast <laughs> exactly
2: it's like and you can and watch captain america <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that's that's good to hear it honestly like it helps solidify how I feel like here's someone else. Like even like talking with Trey about stuff. Cause I don't even know how it started. I think just because Trey puts it out there, he's like, I love captain America. <laughs> and so it's like, I feel like you're an ally. Like I can come and talk to you about these things. And then all of a sudden I'm texting him nonstop on discord. I'm DMing him constantly. I may
0: <laughs> or may not be wearing a captain America shirt right now.
2: I And a watch probably. Right. Okay. That one's a
0: point. But no, I mean, because like, uh, actually this year, you and I, Leech, we got to hang out at a convention together. And I think, I mean, that's what it was. We would just geek out about pop culture stuff i think there was star wars stuff there too but um, marvel stuff as well and i don't think i've even told this on podcast but the whole genesis of this podcast was because i got drunk at a convention was going and started going on about how much i loved captain america and then detailed how much the fight between tony and steve meant to me in Civil War. and people were just around me while i was drunk and going on about it so i totally get that feeling of being like yeah i can do this i am an adult
2: well, it's crazy, too, because, like, I ended up sharing probably the most, oh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like, sensitive moment <laughs> I've ever had in the Marvel Universe. And that was mm-hmm. the endgame viewing. Mm-hmm. And Trey was there for me for this.
0: I felt so <laughs> bad.
2: So I was super pumped. I'm like, I watched them all. Like, I you <laughs> know, missed Age of Ultron, and I caught up on that. And so, like, I'm good to go before part two. And <laughs> I had just had my first kid a few months before that. Like, I think she was like six months at that point. And so, you know, you're in this like phase of like, you know, haze of going back to work and you're like trying to deal with your new life. And you're like, okay, I like really want to go to the movies and do things I used to, mm-hmm. trying to figure that out, whatnot. And I wanted to go see Endgame like ASAP, but also, you know, respect that I had, you know, adulting to do. Right. And so, that day, I think before it dropped, or I think that week I was talking to my husband, like, how are we going to do this? I need to see this. Da We ended up settling after so much back and forth and refresh tabs and going over the um, movie tickets and figuring all that out. I finally got a ticket. Okay. I'm going to go by myself. Bam. <laughs> bought it. Text Trey. I'm going to go see it. Hey, we're going to hook up on this and like figure, you know, figure out when we need to talk about it. Okay. Yours is that time. Mine's that time. Great. We'll talk about it. I am driving it was like a saturday or something i was driving to go see it and i was running late um because i think i was doing something with a kid like trying to be a responsible parent and do all this before i ditch everyone for like three hours and so i'm driving there and at a stoplight i flick up the app and i pull the ticket up and it's expired and i'm just like that's that's not right <laughs> and so i pull over to the parking lot like not too far away from the movie theater and I'm flicking like the app trying to figure out what's going on and I'm just half awake and I'm not very caffeinated. I'm just kind of like, what's happening? And I bought the ticket for the day before. Oh, no. And I didn't realize it. It had already coming on this ticket that was so very just coordinated down to the minute, this ticket to get me some damn free time (laughs) to see Avengers Endgame. And I just, I immediately... Like I did that and my heart just sunk into my stomach and I text, I like DM Trey like, Trey, my ticket was for yesterday. And I think he just like sent me no with like eight zeros or eight eight, eight O's at the
0: end. I felt horrible because The, and the like the weirdest cuz i think i even told you this i cuz i i bought two showings that day one for the morning and one for the evening and in the evening one i had an extra ticket for a friend who had to cancel and so it was this weird feeling of you like opening up about not having the right ticket and it was like if i could just find a way to give this one to you i could because i could feel i could feel it through the text in the uh, discord message of how upset you were and i how much you were looking forward to it i was
2: weeping in that parking lot and i was also mortified like, like, what if I went in there and I was that person that's like, no, this tickets for this showing because I would have broken down in front of that poor teenager's face because you know, it was going to be this teenager that had no idea how to handle this horribly emotional woman. Like mm-hmm. it would have been so bad. And I was at least <laughs> grateful for that. So I just like sat there hyperventilating and ended up buying the last ticket for the day for the 1 a.m. showing. Oh, In the IMAX theater in 3D, with the last ticket being center of the front row.
1: Oh, Oh, wow.
2: So I felt like Ant-Man watching this damn movie. (laughs) I was just looking up the whole time. I felt like this child with my head completely back. At least my seat kind of reclined. So that was that was helpful. But let me tell you, I think because of the stress of it all and because of the like forced immersion at that point with the screen being right in my face, it was beautiful. (laughs) It was amazing. I loved it. I will never do it again. But it was just like the perfect, like everything came together. Like I was there, everyone there was excited. You get that feeling in the air. You know, everyone else in the front was like right there with you. You got your 3D glasses on and you're just like, I'm, I'm in it to win it. This is great.
1: <laughs> That's
0: great. I it love ended up, It ended
2: up being okay, but my God, I, oh, traumatic.
0: Well, speaking of things coming together, uh, I think that segues nicely into the meat of this episode, which is we wanted to take some time to discuss some fan theories within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so, I think the easiest place to start is one that we already hinted at, which is, you know, the theory of how long Nick Fury has been body swapped <laughs> with Talos in the MCU. Uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> you can already tell, like, our minds are already racing. Uh, but Leech, if we want to start with you. How? Where, well, how long and do you there, think there's he's
1: two theories. There's two theories there. But okay, go with that question. Yeah, no, I'm
0: curious. What are your two theories?
1: Well, well, I mean, there's not just how long he's been body swapped, you know, but I've also seen like a theory about him actually being dead, mm-hmm. and and it was never him after Winter Soldier.
0: I, I'm actually just learning about this now.
2: Where he limps back into headquarters, and you think he's replaced at that point?
1: Yeah, like 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 he he was actually killed, and that's the moment he was body, not just body swapped, but it was scroll from then on,
0: like okay. completely.
1: Mm -hmm. like he, he is never
0: like Nick Fury's gone from that moment from the winter soldier. I mean, if they're going to do it, that's a good place to start. I mean, what better, what better cover than, than like, Hey, I'm back, but it's not really, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I I don't buy it. I'm, I'm with the body swap one more, but Mm -hmm. I've seen that Mm -hmm.
0: one.
2: Well, I think my argument for winter soldier was though, that he was bleeding red, but I can't, pinpoint an exact moment where he if there was a good switch of like he was bleeding red and then here's a cutoff point and that definitely could be him swapped at that point Mm -hmm. because i know he had bandages on when he came in and had his you know mic drop moment but i know he at least bled red for a big chunk of that movie Mm -hmm. so i mean that's a theory
0: Mm -hmm. for sure so I guess just to, to paint the picture a little bit broader here, one of the things that that gives credibility to how long this has been happening is it all started in Captain Marvel, where it is revealed that uh, the Skrulls are in our universe. They have the ability to disguise themselves as other people. And then specifically in that movie, Nick Fury makes a comment about not liking his sandwiches cut diagonally. Like that was his uh, constant on how to test that it's him. However, in Age of Ultron, he is seen eating a sandwich that's cut diagonally. Again, you know, that could just be, because obviously Captain Marvel was made way after that movie. It's probably something that wasn't taken into consideration during that movie. But it's it's fun to kind of speculate where he could be because, like Leech said, Winter Soldier, he's bleeding red. So we know at least for a fact he's there. Mm-hmm. But if this if we believe this whole sandwich theory, then it almost kind of gives... I, give credit to this idea that they're swapping in and out throughout the the periods of the MCU. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, I like that one too, especially when it came to, I was going through notes, I have notes on this. <laughs> I was going through old notes. And like the Tesseract um, research lab, they said they wanted to be involved in it. And like, you know, just the Tesseract in general, like I could definitely see them swapping. And, you know, sharing that role as Fury to keep tabs on things. Because there's no way they'd be like, yeah, just, you know, it's fine that you have it now. Like, there's no way. So,
1: okay, after Age of Ultron, when's the next time you see Fury? Is it the end credits of Infinity War?
0: I think so.
1: Because he wasn't in Civil War.
0: Yeah, I think it's the end credits of Infinity War. So... And at this point, S.H.I.E.L.D. is down. Because the, the whole big revelation of Angel Ultron was that it was like a surprise that he was able to be like a Calvary because S.H.I.E.L.D. is disrupted at this point. So it's like, what has he been doing since Ultron to Infinity War?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that I mean, in other words, to, to kind of reinforce that, yeah, like we haven't seen him until if, if that's the last time you saw him and then the end game Stark funeral, then the reveal of the scroll and um, Far From Home. So yeah, he could have very. I'm sold. It's it's been it's been a, it's been a scroll the whole time.
2: <laughs> Has he just been up chilling in space? Because there's no way that man. to – This is something else. There's no way that man sees space and sees that there's other things going on out there and doesn't just like immediately ditch. <laughs> like I feel like he'd want to set up the Avengers initiative and then be like, "Cool, this is in motion. You know, Shields in motion." I'm gonna go do some stuff up there and collaborate with some people. This is a networking work related travel expense, and I'm just doing it.
0: Yeah. yeah. listen, he had the walk of somebody who's over it at that far <laughs> <from> <laughs> home, at that far from home reveal. He was comfortable. And so like I, I agree with you. there's no coming back from that afterwards. Just
1: barefoot in a space station.
2: Right. like he's been there for a minute. Oh, I'd watch that though like like the just like this meanwhile on <laughs> and it's just like two hours of like going through everything he's been doing this whole time because maybe that could be another way of introducing other people like oh and maybe he's heard about Adam or something I don't know like mm-hmm. things going on out there we might find out because he is getting a Disney
0: Plus show so I'm assuming at some point all these questions will be answered
2: Oh. that'd be so great yeah. They've done such a good job of answering a lot of our questions. They really have.
1: So something I want to ask you, when you start talking about the fan theories, like this one obviously goes through m- many, multiple phases of the MCU, right? And has an impact moving forward. And something Trey and I talked about off, uh, off podcast, is there something to, like, are you a huge fan of, like, those big MCU fan theories? Or only or, or like the smaller ones like the ones that like the spider-man can kind of retcon back in
2: or oh i love them all i've got okay. like the most uh, crazy ones i was texting trey just like what if this was that and he's just like what good morning <laughs> hi how are you <laughs> he's like what are you doing right now <laughs> there, there is a bit one of a i rip- there's <laughs> There's a Hulk tangent I went on at one point. <laughs> I was scrolling through our conversation earlier and you were just like, what are you talking about? Are you? Can you give me you a little bit more context? Natasha? Okay. So, yeah, of course I'm talking about it,
1: <laughs> So, so what's, what's the whole, what's the Hulk theory?
2: Oh, just the whole, I think he was just poorly written near the end about how there's absolutely no way. He's just like, so, to natasha like there's no way Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they wrote off him being gone that whole time and he's just like splintered off from the avengers and you know he's been like what ellen DeGeneres or something this whole time (laughs) like what is what is that what is that like that that's it that's that's our whole like little thing we're building up that little love connection because i viewed them in the um what's the term the event chronological viewing and they were shipping that hard
3: Mm -hmm.
2: especially the whole moment of like you know I don't know if we can be together, like, I can't have babies conversation they ended up having at... Um, Age of Ultron, yeah. Yeah, Age of Ultron. And so that all happened, but then all of a sudden it's like, sup, in Endgame? Like, that's it, and then he dies, or sorry, and then she dies, and that that's it. Like, that just seemed really, really weird, and I was very upset about that at the time. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've talked about it
0: multiple times, how it does feel like Thor got, I mean, uh, Hulk got a little bit of the short end of the stick on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but what about you, Jude? Do you have a fan theory that you potentially-, potentially Big or can? small. Bring it on. Big
1: or small. You know what? Uh, a fan theory that I came across had to do with Uncle Ben. Of mm-hmm. course, it would be Spider-Man. With me. <laughs> 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 um. But basically, and it had a connection with the and it was kind of small, but it had a connection with Uncle Ben and all the old movies that he'd reference, like mm-hmm. Aliens and Empire Strikes Back. and this idea that like the reason why Peter knows all these old movies is through Uncle Ben, right? and i and I just really like that idea of like like that's his connection to Ben, his parents or whatever. You know, of like that's what I did. I sat down with Uncle Bid or um, and watched all these movies together. Um, also, it speaks to me because, like, I'll tell my students sometimes, like, "Hey, if you haven't seen movies X, Y, and Z," because I just tell them, "It's like, oh, you're culturally illiterate, then." You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, and like, look, man, when, when my students are like, "Yeah, I have not seen Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or any of the Harry Potter movies," I'm like, "Where have you been?"
2: Um, Not born yet, <laughs> right? You know,
1: um, you know I, just again a side note. I've I literally had a student that that said that, and they were like, <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, I and I was like, why? And they was like, well, I just like re- I just like movies that are more realistic. I was like, okay, I, I get that. What's your favorite movie? The Dark Knight. I was like, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> Oh, man. oh yeah. but, but so like that that fan theory it's small but i i, I love that idea that it's it, it fleshes out the spider-man character who i who i think has done so well the mcu
2: i think that trey and i talked at one point that there are all these little stories hidden in just these tiny little comments
3: mm-hmm.
2: i think there was a, a like a thread we went off of of like mantis and like how long she's been doing oh, her yeah. thing uh-huh. and stuck there and how, how long that had to be and like how just like a tiny little like comment makes you start to think about that and then build her character like
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's all it takes and well, that's art
1: and it, and it goes to show how well they've built this universe that mm-hmm. you can take something like that because you know that they've done this and and really just run with
0: it yeah i think that's the heart of what makes fan theories so much fun is that like it doesn't have to necessarily be confirmed to still be fun to speculate on
2: i have a tiny 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 little one that i actually haven't heard anywhere else okay trey Trey and i talked about it um as all of them as you can everything (laughs) i say i told trey about this instantly (laughs) the moment i talked about it Uh, the doctor strange driving his car on the highway Mm -hmm. he gets a call from his assistant listing off the cases he could take and he's you know of course all snooty like mm, no not high profile enough blah 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 <laughs> there is a call that is um uh, what was the quote i have a 35 year old air force colonel that crushed his spine in some sort of experimental armor
1: mm-hmm. who could that be that's um i've heard people say it was the person in iron man 2 mm-hmm. when you see the the hammer tech that failed in the senate hearing and mm-hmm. it twisted around Mm-hmm. And and Hammer says and and I just want to say that guy survived by the way, <laughs> like like yes. I've, I've heard it was that person. Now I, that's never been confirmed when I when I've heard that. Yeah.
2: So the the two things is that timeline seems a little too far out unless it was like a, he's been doing surgeries and she's constantly trying to repair it and you could be the one that fixes him completely. Mm-hmm. But like I really liked the idea of it being Brody, but I. Train, I could not just give her the fact that there's no freaking way Rudy's 35 years old. There's no way. I remember when you texted me that, and that's like the first thing,
0: like, okay, we just started listing out everybody that it could have possibly been and trying to figure out when exactly things had happened. And that was our biggest takeaway, is that they're doing Don Cheadle a lot of service if they're calling him 35 years (laughs) old in the MCU. (laughs) Like, he looks good,
1: but... (laughs) spur the moment fan theory. Yeah. Maybe they take him, turn him into Doc Ock.
0: Oh, Oh. that would be, that's, oh, dude, I would not be surprised if that comes out to be true because we already saw in the Winter Soldier, they had that throwaway line about all the people that they are like keeping tabs on. And they Mm -hmm. specifically said Stephen Strange. It feels natural that that baton would be carried on with something as small as a throwaway line as this.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm,
0: I like it. That's really good, Jude.
1: Well, you know what? When it happens, it just confirms <laughs> that Kevin Feige listens to our podcast.
0: <laughs> Kevin Feige, uh, MC, you need to know super fan. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, Far From Home gave us so many more, so much more fan theory fuel. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Fantastic Four and such, and mm-hmm. you know, just I, I mean, it's possible. I'd love right. to see Doc Ock. Yeah. I really like Doc Ock. You
0: actually are segueing perfectly into one of my favorite fan theories is there's this big question about who bought Stark Tower because that was a main component, Mm -hmm. not just like a throwaway thing. It was a pretty big plot point in Spider-Man Homecoming that Stark Tower was being sold and they specifically never said who it was. And even in Spider-Man Far From Home, you can see that Stark Tower is like under renovation. Mm-hmm. And there is a billboard that says, we can't wait to see what comes next. And it has the one, two, three, and then there, the fourth is a question mark. And those colors correspond to the Fantastic Four colored logo colors. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's giving a lot of people fan theories that it's actually the Fantastic Four that bought Stark Tower. And it, it just feels right because the fact that it's been such a pivotal point to, to the Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. I love that groundwork if that ends up being the
2: case. Yeah.
1: But you can also go with Norman Osborn.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah.
1: You know, and and I'm just thinking of like the Spider-Man video game where Osborn and and Octavius, you know, kind of had that connection. And yeah, you can go Osborn.
2: I really want it to be Fantastic
1: <laughs> Four, though. Yeah. You know what? what? Fantastic Four is probably the most logical choice. But honestly, I would also... I'd, I would love to see, because I love Sam Rockwell, the Hammer come back, and I'd love to see Hammer have bought that building.
0: That would be perfect with the whole, like we talked about in the little brother syndrome. Yeah. Like, what's more little brother than buying a thing that the previous brother owned? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I do, whether it's it's Rockwell, uh, not Rockwell, uh, Justin Hammer or Norman Osborn who buys it, I do like the idea of it being an antagonist. Just because of the narrative implications of a villain taking over where a good guy used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be fun story wise. And, and specifically, if it, I mean, they've done, they've tied Stark Tower so much to the Spider Man movies, Norman Osborne being a Spider Man villain. It, I can see it going that way as well.
2: I oh, want to like, Go to
0: YouTube
1: and search. <laughs> you know, well, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because YouTube can become a huge rabbit hole. Oh yeah, of fan theories. Yeah, like like Okay, so there is some YouTubers that I watch that I like the trailer breakdowns that they do. Um, New Rock Stars does really well of their fan theories, and they're really good fan theories that he backs up with film evidence. But once, like you know, the YouTube algorithm kicks in. And what starts showing up when I watch those? Like you get some really wild theories.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point it gets to the to where like who can come up with the most the bare minimum plausible with the most outlandish premise and right. like that <laughs> becomes its own rabbit hole on YouTube.
1: Yeah, like it turns out to be Wayne Tower.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh God. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. You, you know what? If it's the Christian Bell Patman, I'm in. That's okay.
0: <laughs> Bring him in. Why not? Yeah, why not? So I have another small theory. I'm not sure how much I enjoy this one, but it is kind of fun to speculate on. There is this theory that in Captain Marvel, there is a scene where Carol and, oh man, I'm blanking on her friend's name. Rambo? What what was her? Yeah, Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. They're standing outside and they're watching as there is something shooting across the sky. Now, it was pointed out that Captain Marvel takes place in 1995, and it's roughly, give or take, a year, about six years of Carol's life that's been missing. And so if that timeline sticks, then that would be around 1988, which is exactly the year Peter Quill was abducted. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, that's Mm -hmm. a little too perfect for my liking, but it is a fun thing to speculate on.
1: You know what? And that's, that's
2: one that I think they would actually take and run with.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that, leach? do you does that feel a little too perfect or is that exciting? I'm
2: over know? here like with my hands on the side of my face, like home alone style, like because oh. <laughs> I think I've heard that before, but you just like illustrated that perfectly in my brain, like yes, I'm so sold on that. I love that
1: <laughs> yeah like i I think that would actually be again, it's the things the MCU is so good at. is that connective tissue? would that be a perfect way to do it? One of the things I saw in kind of researching out was especially after disney buying the fox properties was like and, and this was kind of a mutant you know why where have the mutants been and how do you do it um, the mind wipe yeah the mind wipe i'm so mm. glad you brought it up yeah the idea that charles xavier mind wiped everybody to so like the mutants have been there but we just haven't known
2: i want to believe <laughs> <laughs> i really love x-men and like it took me a, a while early like mcu fandom for me to be like oh mcu is this chunk of marvel stuff it's not the x-men stuff that came out like early 2000s so i want i want them now kiss like i want that to happen (laughs) so bad
1: (laughs) there's something weird about that though of like that i just feel like that's also kind of sinister of xavier x um professor xavier and so in some ways it like makes It kind of goes against what I've known Professor Xavier as, Mm -hmm. um, but it also would make it really a good complex character if that was true.
2: It could be like a Pawn Shields request or something like, Mm -hmm. or maybe there's a deeper, even darker, like the Illuminati style thing of like, you know, Xavier and Fury and Reeds. Like, I don't know, like all these different groups, like, you know, the, the heads of them, maybe there's like this own secret thing. Cause there's no way that they don't know about each other. There's mm-hmm. no way
3: mm-hmm.
2: like Xavier can be like, I sense you in the universe. Like that's yeah. it. Like that's yeah. all it takes. And then Fury is just like, I know things. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting. I, I saw one mm-hmm. said that said cl- that, that said Fury was a clairvoyant
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that, that kind of fits into what you were just saying.
2: Oh man. Yeah. Well then there's, isn't there some muddiness too though with the twins? You know
1: what there is? Because, um, well, and, and I'm really excited about WandaVision. division. Cause um, oh I forget his name now. Played Quicksilver in the Fox universe. Um, is it Evan Peters?
0: I believe so. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. So like,
0: wait. He got- should we just? I want to go ahead and give a quick spoiler warning for anybody that may be listening, just to give them time to to skip ahead if they'd like. Okay, continue.
1: Okay, cool. Um, he was cast in WandaVision,
0: but he also mm.
1: played Quicksilver in the fox universe and so there's been some question as to whether or not he's gonna play is this the merging of those universes in multiverse or did he just get cast as most people or that i've seen are suspecting mephisto you know so so i'm curious as to what that is me personally i would love to see it be the fox universe mold merge Mm
0: -hmm. yeah the further we get into well, I say as we get into phase four, it hasn't happened yet. But like the, as the more we see the projects revealed, it does feel like an inevitability that we're going to see some merging one way or another. Because we just got the news about Deadpool 3 today uh, as we're recording yes. this. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun to keep track yeah. of as that goes forward.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know what? Something Trey and I were talking about off podcast that I'm going to hold back on just a little bit because that's my answer to the question of the week. Um,
0: <laughs> it has to
1: deal
2: with Deadpool All right. uh, So,
0: Leech, do you have another theory that you enjoy in the MCU?
2: So, thinking back, one, because I was able to kind of catch up in time to catch some of these fan theories before they were, like, confirmed or denied, is thinking back, the speculation of where that last Infinity Stone was.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm curious to know what you guys thought at that point of, like, where is it? Where could it be? Like, we know where the other ones are. He's got to get that last one. Where did you think it was at that point in time?
0: For me... I remember going into Infinity War and thinking there was a lot of speculation that it was within um, Heimdall, specifically Mm -hmm. because he had that power that he knew everything and could see everything. He was basically um, Mm omnipotent. And his eyes specifically were the color of the the missing color of the stones. So I was really leaning into that being where that final stone was. Somehow he was connected to it.
1: Yeah. I I felt like that was what it was going to be, but I also felt that that was too easy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like it was going to be Thor's hammer. Oh. And and that's how it was able to know like like it reads your soul, like how do you know it's worthy or not, you know?
2: Like the sword and the stone kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. And and like how
1: Yeah, and like how it knew it could go oh. it, it was called back to Thor and not somebody else.
2: Can you imagine them cracking open the hammer like an egg? Crack well, <laughs> here's but, the yolk. It's the soul stone. But,
1: but that's the thing, though, right? Before <laughs> Before Infinity War, Ragnarok came out, and mm-hmm. we already got in the trailer Thor's hammer being shattered.
3: Mm, so, yeah. so
1: we we knew going into Ragnarok, if you saw the trailers, that that his hammer was going to be shattered. Mm-hmm. um with one stone left to go so mm-hmm. so so it could have very easily and that heimdall was going to play a role in that and so it very easily the stole stone could have shown up in ragnarok
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean could it have though in general because wasn't there a theory on oh god his sister and his dad and a reason wasn't have you guys heard that one where yeah where where they were they were on their own he quest changed heart yeah yeah
0: that's actually, that was the last theory that I had saved, because I really enjoy that. Because in Thor Ragnarok, we find out that Odin and Hela were on their own conquest. Yes. And I don't think we have a specific reason for that conquest in the movie, other than just generic, like, conquering the nine realms. There, there, I saw a Reddit post that was speculating they were actually on the quest for the Infinity Stones, and that they actually found the space stone first, which is what allowed them to travel to all the different realms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then by the time they got to the soul stone and Odin learned what he would have to do to get rid to get it, which would be sacrifice Hela, he had a change of heart. But Hela didn't understand, and so that's where their conflict came from. But it would explain why Odin had a gauntlet in his storeroom and why Hela knew that it was fake.
2: Right. And why he had to get rid of her so he wasn't tempted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I, I love that fan theory so much because it just adds another layer to the complexity of the entire yeah. Thor family.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know what? Uh, as we're talking, where we're not talking, but the Disney Plus shows, that would be a really cool animated series or mm-hmm. take on the What If shows, animated What If shows.
0: Mm. Oh, I would love that.
1: Yeah. Just like their conquest together.
2: Yeah. I think at one point, Trey and I were talking about like a docu-series, like a mock-you docu-series of, like, The Stone's history. Mm Because I think at one point, it's like, you know, MCU Netflix would be just all over everything that happened. You know, the snap, you know, the the blip, everything. Like, you'd know they'd be like, The Soul Stone, as narrated by Morgan Freeman. Like, that would exist. And I want to see that.
1: And I'm imagining it also like office style where, you know, <laughs> office style parks and rec style where they're talking to the camera. Interviews. Oh, I'd love that.
0: <laughs> and we know there's already a precedent for it within the, the universe because in Spider-Man far from home, you saw Ironheart, the story of Tony Stark. So they already yeah, have yes. these yeah. documentaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You see fury, like, aliens
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) well and again if we're gonna bring back the like the one shots and all that kind of stuff um and i don't know if this is officially considered one of the one shots um actually i don't think it is but it was the whole thing with thor and daryl oh yeah yeah
0: i really want this all right
1: i'm in (laughs) again feige as you're listening um reach, reach out to us on twitter instagram we're ready
0: yeah our emails are open okay so i think we're drawing to a close but there's one very tiny fan theory that i wanted to walk us all through because this is the most unique one that i've seen so far i haven't really seen this discussed too much but it led me down a rabbit hole there was this fan theory that said in avengers endgame there is the quote i love you 3000 which is spoken by tony stark to his daughter morgan stark and it's a very sentimental thing that's taken on a life of its own And when Spider-Man Far From Home came out, after the runtime was released, the official runtime, it confirmed that all the phase three movies equaled up to 3,000 minutes. And I fact-checked that and it was wrong. And I did it multiple times. I was like, man, I can't make these numbers work. And so I thought, well, what if they got it wrong and it wasn't phase three that adds up to it, it's all of the MCU movies, run times that add up to 3,000? And so I did, I, I counted all the run times and it came out to 2,999. Damn. And I was oh, wow. so bummed it was one minute off. and I don't Just thi- the fact that it's a minute off. Yeah, I don't think it's intentional. Obviously, there's no way that they would do that intentionally. But it's you know, such a fun thing.
1: <laughs> you know what? They probably did. They're probably scriptwriting, <laughs> writing and they're like, I love you 2,999. 2000- it just
2: didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like counting on our fingers, like 2,000, yeah, two thousand nine hundred. What do I got to do for that oh extra point? <laughs> you know what? I'll give you this, though. Maybe it takes a second to say, I love you, 3,000. So, you mm. know, you have that two thousand nine hundred nine and the very end, I love you, 3,000. There you Done. go. There's there it is.
0: There it is. Oh, man. But, yeah, I got it. Gotta, it took me way too long to try and make that work, and I got so excited <laughs> when I got so close. <laughs>
2: Like Charlie Kelly from Arrested Uh or not Arrested Uh Always Sunny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> His theories and <laughs> the
2: wall and the strings.
0: You have um, no idea how close it is to that What you see you stuff for me.
2: <laughs> I'm imagining the calculators out and everything. Like you're going for it. Like mm. I, I respect that. I would be doing the exact same thing. Oh, oh that's great. I have not heard that one.
0: Yeah. I that's thought that was awesome. pretty fun.
2: There's no okay. But like it really does add up to two thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. I, I'm going to give you that one, because I think that's just...
1: That's the first I've heard it anywhere.
0: Yeah, I was
1: <sighs> i was
2: completely... Too...
0: I saw that and I was like, no. Like, there's no way it's 3,000 minutes in just phase three. I know there's a lot of movies, but come mm-hmm. on. And so I edited it up, and I almost gave up there, and I was like, okay, well, hold on. And then I spent 20 minutes finding all the runtimes.
2: <laughs> that's a good one, though. I like that.
0: Yeah. Because
2: the 3,000 was just, you know, it can't just be like an off. Gotta mm-hmm. yeah. look into everything.
1: Yeah, it's 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 very specific to be yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to be just written into the script that way.
2: Well,
0: I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. But of course, we cannot end without doing our question of the week, which is tied to the episode itself. So, uh, Leech, we'll start with you. If you could pick one fan theory to be true, what would it be?
2: I really like the idea that. Fury's just been chilling in space. (laughs) He's just been up there. He's like, he's down with it. He knows the lingo. He's got his own crew or something. Like I, I really think he's up there and he's been doing stuff. So I like that one. Nice. (laughs) Uh, What about you, (laughs) dude?
1: Okay. So we didn't bring this up, but it was was slightly, but with the Deadpool three news of getting a writer, Um, I like the idea of Deadpool three being Deadpool kills the Fox universe, the Marvel universe. (laughs) Um, but in particular to bring Hugh Jackman back and have him be the big, bad, like in villain boss fight, if that's who you have to finally kill off and, um, to, you know, to be able to breach the multiverse and get into the MCU.
0: That would be amazing.
2: You guys are making my brain just like burn (laughs) over time. I'm just like, oh man, I'm just going to start. I'm going to go down that, I'm going to go to that rabbit hole in YouTube right after this, guaranteed.
1: (laughs) It's a fun
0: rabbit hole. Oh yeah. (laughs) I think for me, mine is a safe answer. I I really love the Odin and Hela theory. I think if Mm -hmm. I could pick one to be true, it'd be that one for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, Leech, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: I, I'm so happy we were able to do this. This is great. I'm so yeah. honored to be on the podcast. This is this has been an experience. I love it. This awesome. Has been great. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. And you know what? After, as, if WandaVision goes the way we think it's going to go and open up the multiverse, then oh. man, the, the, uh, the fan theories we could talk about. We're going to have to have <laughs> you back.
2: No such thing as an hour long show after that. My <laughs> we'll have to bring you on. We'll all take
0: notes and re- reconvene for fan theories too. You, everyone
2: just hears pages flipping and like t- tabs clicking and stuff. It would oh, be great.
0: But yeah, if you want to keep up with Leech and the thing they do, you can always find them at twitter.com slash XO Leecho, Uh And of course, the show you can always find on Instagram and Twitter at MCU Need to Know. Or if you'd like to write an email at know at gmail.com.
1: And uh, if you like what you listen to, go ahead and subscribe, leave a rating, and share with a friend. it help grow the audience.
0: Yeah. We'd also like to give a special thanks to Nick Sandy for the use of the theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work linked in the SoundCloud, which is in our description. But uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you all for listening. And thank you, Jude and Leach, for doing this. Thank you, Trey. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. Well, thank you again so much. Yeah, thank you so
1: much.
2: Thank you. This was great. For the millionth time, this is so great. Mm-hmm. I will probably never listen to it because I hate to sound my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it took
1: it took me a couple of episodes to get used to listening to
0: my own my own thing. I had a four-year head start.
2: I'm totally in to listen to my own voice at
0: this point. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, it's normal. So. Yeah. It's yeah. funny how it gets normal. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> wow. Well. Oh, man. Okay, this is, I don't know how to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah, I Should I stop recording now? Like, I have not stopped recording because I know our intag thing, so yeah.
0: Yeah, you can, I think we're done.